This is Coochie's Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chief's Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at anchor.fm and the Anchor app. Alright, what is up everybody? This is Bobby here at the Coochie's Corner Podcast coming to you with our Daytona two-part series. I guess we we, uh, we had enough stuff going on in the last week or so um, that I decided to make this a two-part series uh, for Daytona. So we're going to do the Daytona 500. We'll do the season opener for the Xfinity Series and we'll talk about the next era energy 250 at Daytona uh, in this particular episode. And then the second one which I'll drop uh, later uh, around the same time. I'll have both of them up. I think it's at this point, I think you're going to listen to both if you if you want to, and you're going to listen to the most current one anyhow. So uh, we'll do that. We'll do a two-part uh, sort of episode here. I didn't want to jam it all into one because I think it's going to be far too long of a listen. So if you're one of those people that <clears throat> likes listening to really long episodes, I, I'm sorry about that. But I think uh, we'll try to keep it into two separate ones that way there. Uh, for archival purposes, you had the Daytona 500 wrap up as its, as its own episode, you know, with the Xfinity and truck races, and then the road course race will be its own thing. I think that's just a little bit more fair to you as the fans that you can kind of digest them at your own pace as well, too. So, um, that's that. Um, so we'll get into our Daytona 500 recap. We'll get into some of the news in the second episode. So this is strictly Daytona season opener recaps and reactions, things like that. So this episode might be a little bit shorter than the second one. The second one's probably going to be a little bit longer, uh, but we'll get you guys started around the other side of this break. This is the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. All right, what is up, everybody? This is Bobby here at the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. We're going to start off with the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series race recaps first. Uh, so in the truck series, Ben Rhodes picked up the win, another heartbreaker for Jordan and Anderson. You really got to feel for Jordan. This is now, uh, two years in a row. He's come down to Daytona and he has not gotten the win. So, uh, tough break for him, but a big win for Ben Rhodes and a really a big win for Thorsworth racing. I mean, you look at this team, you know, they struggled the last few years with Ford, um, uh, makes you wonder really why they made the, the switch in the first place. They were so successful with Toyota. I know Ford was losing Brad Keselowski racing at the end of that particular uh, 2017 season. So I know they were looking for a, a team and you look at Matt Crafton was coming off those back-to-back championships. Um, so they had the right team pegged. I just don't know if the, the switch to Elmore kind of killed it or what exactly caused the problems. But uh, nonetheless, you had a, uh, a championship organization come back. It looks like they're back on, on their winning feet. Uh, after a decent year last year, I mean, they had a pretty good season, you know, uh, Grant Infinger won a couple of races, just weren't able to get the job done in the playoffs, but you look for Thor sport to be contenders this year. And Ben Rhodes started off on a hot note with that win in Daytona on the Friday evening race. And like I said, Jordan Anderson heartbreak once again for that young man, uh, you feel for him, you know, he's worked so hard to get there. Uh, really one of the nicest guys in the garage area and somebody that, um, has really, you know, called and, and scratched his way to where he is. I mean, this is a guy that he's done it on his own. He really hasn't had a big opportunity to drive for a really big race team. Um, you know, he's driven for some smaller organizations over his career, but Jordan has by and large done this all on his own. 
And uh, it, it gives hope for those guys that want to do this one day on their own. So it gives them hope that they can do it. And Jordan Anderson's living proof of that. So then we move to the Xfinity series. Obviously, you know, listen, uh, we, we've said it, you know, in, in, in previous shows on, on, on this podcast, when, when we talk about super speedway racing, expect anything and everything to happen. That's sort of what happened in the Xfinity race. It was kind of a little bit of everything. Uh, lots of wrecks. Uh, you had guys taken out early. You had contenders like, you know, Brandon Jones, uh, Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, Ryan Sieg. Uh, you had all kinds of guys taken out early in this race due to wrecks. There was a lot of them. And at the end of the race, you just don't have the energy left in the field to create really big runs. So it really helped the Austin Sindra case even more so, um, you know, because Austin's not really a guy that's known for his uh, his super speedway prowess. He's not Justin Haley. You know, Justin Haley, you know, was going to go for, I think it's his fourth win in a row at a super speedway race. And you look at this young man and, and, and he's, you know, he's known as a guy that runs well on plate tracks. But then you look at, you know, some of the other races and you kind of don't factor Justin Haley in that maybe like a road course or a, a short track or some of these mile and a half tracks. So, um, you know, you look at Justin, and have a little bit of a different opinion. But I think if you look at, uh, you know, Austin Sindrick, you look, Sindrick's good at all those other places I just mentioned that ju- that Justin Haley's not good at. So for Sindrick to get a win at Daytona, kick off his season and his championship defense was huge. But then you look at the other end of the spectrum, the guys that failed to make this race, you know, the 03 for our motorsports, the 31 for Jordan Anderson. There was a lot of teams that unfortunately – had a really bad start to their season because of the rain. So mother nature really hurt these guys chances of, of uh, making, you know, future races because you missed this race. There's no more qualifying now until the Coca-Cola 600 weekend in May. So these teams were all, all lost their opportunity to make these next several races. And uh, it's going to cost these guys lots of money because unfortunately they're not going to be able to run these races. So, Big loss for those guys, uh, for those teams. And it really points out that NASCAR has a flawed point system, owner point system in the Xfinity and in the truck series because the charter system in NASCAR and the Cup series, while be it convoluted and dysfunctional as well, it's dysfunctional in its own way. This system is just ridiculous, especially when you're trying to put together a schedule and you have rain involved and all this other stuff. It just makes it very, very difficult for brand new teams to operate. And I just don't see how it's going to, you know, how they're going to be able to fix it per se. Um, but they got to do something, you know, cause these small teams, there were no owner points to be had. I mean, that was one of the things Jordan Anderson pointed out was there's no owner points to be had for this situation. And unfortunately for those guys, they just weren't able to do much. So, um, it, it sucks for, for, you know, uh, Chris Hour and, and everybody at Hour Motorsports. I know they were trying to put together that second car, that 03 car for a full season uh, with multiple different drivers in it. I know Tyler Reddick would have been would have been a contender in that car, um, you know, for the for the win there in the Xfinity race. But unfortunately, we'll never know the answers to that to that because of Mother Nature. So, uh, and I know Jordan Anderson's really looking forward to have a great year behind the wheel of his own number 31 car. So, um, you know, hopefully he'll just run some more truck races. That is. That's all you can hope for. So um, a crazy start to the year. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take another quick break, and then we will get into our Daytona 500 recaps um, here in a minute. So this is the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. This is Bobby Bailey. 
All right, so we're back here on the Creatures Corner Podcast. We are bringing you the Daytona 500 recap, and I'll tell you, I mean, out of all the 500s, uh, this one had a little bit of everything. You had a five-hour five rain delay, which uh, made it a night race. The race didn't get started until, like, 10 o'clock. And uh, I saw the last eight laps. I watched a little bit of it, and then I kind of nodded off, fell asleep, because I had to be work early the next morning. And I woke up, and it was uh, right around midnight. I watched the last eight laps and watched uh, Michael McDowell uh, get that run on uh, Brad Keselowski and, and Joey Logano. And Logano goes to try to make a move, and, and there's just no move that Joey could have made there uh, at the end and, and caused that big wreck coming to the checkered flag in which Michael McDowell beats out Chase Elliott, the 2020 uh, Cup champ. And uh, McDowell was able to capture his first NASCAR Cup Series win and his 358th career start. So a total uh, underdog win for for McDowell and and, in a race that uh, just had a little bit of everything in it. I mean, you know, we had big wrecks. We had some single file racing, which uh, I know is not the most exciting when they run around at the top and they just kind of, you know, ride. Uh, That's not always the most popular thing uh, to see. Uh, but they did a little bit of everything, and, and I just think that you look at McDowell winning. Uh, he's always been a decent plate racer. Uh, his, his Definitely his background is road racing uh, for sure. And you got to see um, why, uh, you know, people do say anybody can win at these places because, you know, you, you have luck does come in, in, into, into account with some of these races. Um, but McDowell is usually up in the front anyhow at, at a lot of these places. And you look at the history of front row motorsports, you know, if you go back and, and watch that 2011 Daytona 500 win for Trevor Bain one more time, obviously David Reagan was leading up until that, that last caution. And then he got, it was deemed that he, you know, I, I forget he changed, he changed lanes before the start finish line on that last, on that restart before the final one. So they dropped him all to all the way to the rear of the field. And that set up, you know, the thing for Trevor Bain to, to, to lead him coming to the checkered flag. But if you look when Bobby Labonte and and I forget who was behind him, go to try to get to the outside of, of Trevor and Carl Edwards comes down low, the car that's behind him is the 34 of uh, Travis Quapel, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in that 34 car. And, and they come down to uh, make that run uh, to push. Bean to the 500 win. Um, so a little bit of irony in that, uh, you know, you watch that and then, you know, everyone's saying there's something with the one years, you know, in each decade, you have 2001, you have Michael Waltrip winning, winning at Daytona, 2011, you have Trevor Bain winning the 500 and now you have 2021, which you have Michael McDowell winning. So three very crazy races. Um, and, uh, you know, you get a, a surprise first time winner at, at, a at the season opening Daytona 500. So a big win for McDowell, a even bigger win for front row motorsports. I believe that's only their second or third win as a team. So, uh, that's a, that's a big accomplishment for, for those guys. And, um, and all that, the other thing I really wanted to get to, um, and, and, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to do the episode last week, um, was the the 20, 20th anniversary of Dale uh, Earnhardt's passing and sort of what that has meant to the sport. And, 
you know, I think when you look back 20 years ago, um, it was 20 years ago last week, you know, you look at, at where this sport's come. I mean, we've had so many safety innovations. Guys have to wear the Hans device. Guys have to wear full face helmets. Um, but you also look at, it took Dale Earnhardt's death before the sport really ratcheted everything into high gear. You know, when we lost Adam Petty, we lost uh, Kenny Irwin and, and and Tony Roper there, those three drivers, within a f- three very short periods of time. You know, not not there was some there was some movement, there were some some folks that were calling for some changes and and stuff, but it wasn't until we lost Dale that it really got serious, that they really started paying attention to the Hans device. They started paying attention to safer barriers. They started doing some of the things that you look at today and and drivers take for granted. I mean, you know, and I think if you haven't watched the E60 piece that just came out a couple weeks ago on Dale's 20th uh, anniversary of his passing, the E60, uh, you know, special that, that Ryan McGee put together was spectacular. It was, it was really good, really well done. And, And anytime Ryan McGee does something with NASCAR, Related for ESPN, and usually does a really great job with it. And th- and this piece does not disappoint by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I've seen the day, I've seen plenty of stuff on it. You know, and I remember what it was like. You know, when 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 this happened. You know, I was twelve. I mean, I remember this pretty pretty vividly uh, of what happened that day, and and watching that race, and knowing that something bad had happened. I mean. You know, when, when you're growing up and you're watching races and, and, and you see Dale Earnhardt, you think of an intimidating intimidator. You think of Ken Squire calling him one tough customer. You think of that moment when he's at Talladega flipping upside down and getting hit in the window, in, in the window of the car, you know, the windshield. That's why they have the Earnhardt bar in there is because that's what broke his collarbone um, was not having that bar in that car. And you think of Dale walking out of that car and holding his, his collarbone area and he gets back in the car and races the following week, you know, uh, that's what you think of when you think of Dale Earnhardt. And when this accident happened, you know, you see him get in a wreck and you look at it and you say, well, it's, you know, he didn't flip upside down. He didn't get hit by a car. He, you know, he was, he just went into the wall, you know, and, and that's what you think. And, and when you see Dale not coming out of the car and you see Kenny Schrader over there frantically, you know, waving his arms, trying to get the medical crew that's already rushing to the scene to get there even faster because he sees something that he will have to live with the rest of his life. And, um, you know, it just, it, it's the unthinkable situation that none of us were prepared for. You know, I don't care if you were 12 or you were 35 or 50 at the time or even older. Nobody was pre- prepared for this. I mean, you know, nobody knew the magnitude of of what losing Dale Earnhardt was going to do for this sport in so many ways. You know, I think there was a lot of people. I remember when Dale Earnhardt died, a lot of people think the sport of NASCAR died that day in a lot of ways because of the safety features that they went through. And, you know, I think of the people that think of that – and I said, that's so narrow sighted, so, you know, so narrow sighted to think that way that the sport died when Dale died because, you know, yeah, they had to make the sa- the sport safer. You know, think about all the people that NASCAR had lost over the over the decades 
from 1948 all the way through 2001. All the drivers that had lost their lives because of the dangerousness of the sport. And how since we've gone from 2001 all the way through now two races of the 2021 season without anyone dying in one of the three NASCAR National Series. It's a true testament to what NASCAR did. And I knew what they did wasn't popular because a lot of fans weren't crazy about NASCAR making these guys wear full-face helmets. There's fans that were upset about the Hans device. There are fans that were upset about the safer barriers. There are fans today that still don't watch NASCAR, that still don't watch NASCAR because it's not the same as when Dale raced. And I get that. But at the same time, NASCAR had to do something to show the drivers that they cared about their health and well-being. You know, you, you can't, I mean, how long can you get away with running a sport that quite literally you can die doing? And I think NASCAR had to do something. It's the same thing that, you know, the NFL had to change the helmets. They had to, re, you know, they had to really do a lot of work on their end with player safety too because guys were getting hurt. You know, you had the Eric Legrand situation down at Rutgers. You know, he gets the guy gets injured on a kickoff. Now the NFL changed the kickoff rules. You don't see as many returns as you used to see in the as you used to see back in the day. It's because of player safety the reason why the NFL has done what they've done. You know why the 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 the, the rules have changed on pass interference and why you can't touch the quarterbacks, why you can't horse collar tackle, why you can't do some of the things that they used to do back in the day. It's all about player safety. And in NASCAR it's all about driver safety. And in, in the same token, you look at Carl Edwards' accident at, at Talladega in 2009 when Brad Keselowski wins. Carl Edwards' car flies through the air, goes through, goes into the catch fence, and his car gets ripped apart like a, like it goes through a, 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 a shredder, and there's metal debris flying all over the place. So what does NASCAR do? They take the wings off the car. They put the wings on the car originally to create downforce on, on, the, on the cars of tomorrow. They didn't... They weren't going to use a spoiler anymore. Well, after Carl's wreck, they decided the cars are getting airborne w w way quicker than they used to. It's probably because they put an old big wing on the back of it. So they put the spoiler back on. The cars don't fl fly in the air as, as often. You know, but you look at um, Ryan Newman's wreck last year. Ryan Newman gets hit in the windshield. Actually, well, it doesn't get hit in the windshield. He gets really gets hit in the top of the roof, basically right where the driver sits, where, where his helmet is. And that's a and that's a scenario that I, I guarantee you that car flips in the air. If that car flipped in the air 100 times, I bet you there's only a 1% shot that that car lands exactly the way it did that night a year ago. I guarantee you there's a 1% chance. That was one of the most freak things that could have ever happened in, in a NASCAR race. But because of that, they learned so much more, and they put in some extra bracing in there. They put extra things into the structure of the roll cages to make them safer so that they don't collapse as much and make it so that you know you don't ever ha hopefully have another Ryan Newman-type situation. Thankfully, Ryan was okay. But you look at all the things that saved Ryan Newman's life were a lot of the things that weren't present when Dale Earnhardt died. Full-face helmet, you know? The, the the seats, the carbon fiber seats that these guys have with the head the head uh, restraint, you know the Hans device, um, you know some of the other things. These guys have so much more technology in these race cars to keep them safe, 
it is absolutely unreal. So, I mean, Dale's legacy, yeah, you, everybody knows he's a seven-time champion. Everybody knows he's won 76 races. Everybody knows that during his prime, he was the greatest NASCAR driver on the racetrack. Even better than Richard Petty. Everybody knows that. But you can't look at Dale Earnhardt and not look at the innovations that have come since his passing. And I think that that's really his legacy. It's because of Dale, we don't have another one that's lost their life. And that's the that's the part where we should all be very thankful for. So with that, that's the end of this episode of the Coochie's Corner Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed bringing you the Daytona 500 recap. Congratulations to Michael McDowell, Austin Sindrick, and Ben Rhodes on their wins at the season opening races at Daytona. You can catch all previous episodes of the Coochie's Corner Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, this is season two. So uh, you can go back and listen to all the season one stuff. And we hope to catch you next time on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. This is Bobby Bailey. Have a great week. And we'll catch you for part two of the Daytona recap a little bit later this afternoon. Thanks for listening to the Coochie's Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter, at The Crew Chief, Instagram, at Crew Chief's Corner, TikTok, at Crew Chief's Corner, and on the Anchor app and anchor.fm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>